rumbling me tumbling. Because if you do it, then I'm kicking you out of here. There's a rumbling me tumbling. Do you know who that is? Yeah, it's me. Ooh, honey. All right. Stop. Howdy round about all you shaggy goose egg boys, and welcome back to another classic episode of Al Pacino's Prison Scene. Uh, last week was Cupid's Day. I hope you enjoyed our little blue present. And um, if you're not aware, our very special music boy, Avery Yerlin, uh, he released uh, an album or EP or something. I don't know. It's called Love's a Game. It's on Spotify, and it will be linked in the description if you want to check it out. I forgot to remind you about that, didn't I? Okay, I reminded myself because I because I I remembered. I was like, I was going to say, Thomas, I'm supposed to remind you of something, but I don't remember what it was. But it's that was okay, it, and I remembered because so, you remembered, so it's okay. So go check out Avery's uh, thing called "Loves the Game," and yeah. Uh, introduce. Sorry, me. I, if you if you hear me slurping something down, I'm eating applesauce. I think I just choked on it. Hold on. <clears throat> All right, we're good. My name is Thomas, and with me is my co-host, as always, is Jake. Oh, there's a rumbly in me tummy. You, you, already, you already said that. <laughs> I know, but I wanted to say it again. And who knows? Maybe it won't be in the In case I cut it out. Yeah. yeah. So now, now it has to be in. Or maybe I'll cut that one out again, and you don't know what we're talking about. Who knows? But um, this week, we're not talking about Winnie the Pooh, so I don't know why Jake keeps doing that. We are talking about something that one of our listeners sent in. If you want to tell us uh, what the listener said, Jake. Up. Yeah, Jake was definitely not prepared for that, hey, even man. though we talked about this before the episode. Look, I I know. Hey, did you get a secret admirer thing? What? Yeah, you heard me. No, I guess no? I'm not loved. Oh well, I don't know. Who is, it was is this from. like a real thing or? No, I don't know. A well, our, the our little film group got it. You know, the weirdos and whatnots. Weirdos and whatnots. Mm-hmm. That can be your debut album. The weirdos and whatnots. Yeah, I'll do it. All right, let's see. Here we go. Blah 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 blah. Oh, it's from a very good listener, very good Shaggy Goose. Jeremiah boy. Brewer, baby. Jeremiah Brewer, founder of the baseball team, the Brewers, if I'm not mistaken. All right, hold on, I gotta find it. So give us, give us some of your baseball money, Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. If you get that reference, you're good, and not the song. I'm not talking about the song. I'm talking about when I referenced it previously. Right. I actually don't know where this is at. All right. Well, you want me just accidentally deleted it. You want me just make up an email? You can go uh, into sent and see the ones you sent. I did not send one back. Yes, you did. I did. Yeah, because that's where I found it earlier today. Oh. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. All right. So uh, hey, one, p- hey, as- Pacino pals, this is a big fan of your podcast here, recommending that you do Sky High as a movie. Think about it. It'd be a great way to discuss something that says nothing about anything and everything about nothing. I love your podcast and just hope you keep up the good work. Signed, Jeremiah Brewer. Now, he actually he actually didn't know about this, but then we were playing Among Us. And I was like, hey, you should listen to our podcast. And he was like, whoa, what is it? He's like, I don't listen to podcasts. And I was like, you should do it. And then he was like, whoa, this is everything I wanted for in a podcast. And I was like, there you go. That's exactly what we're here for. And now, so thanks, Jeremiah. The now, he, now he owns a baseball team. Yep. So you, you too can be... Uh, 
Baseball? Sidekick. Um, so yeah, we're doing we're doing sky high, and this week, as always, week. Uh, this week is brought to you by the streaming service Disney Plus. Um, That's Disney, not how I watched it. Disney, if you want to give us some money for watching your movies on your Plus, you know, you know what? Give us free Disney Plus, and we'll keep doing your movies. But I don't use Disney. If you Plus. give us free Disney Plus, we will exclusively do your movies. Now, Walt Disney, I know you're listening to this. I know. In your freezer, From beyond no, the grave, wherever the freezer where they keep your head in, like the ice cream stand at Disneyland. Um, I know this day only play exclusively Al Pacino's prison scene, and I bet you're glad to be listening to us because until we existed, you were just in a death freezer for like several years. Not anymore. So you're welcome, Walt Disney's head. But Again, uh, yeah, I did not watch this on uh, Disney Plus. So well, I did, and that's all that matters. You're not you. As, as as we established right before we recorded this, once we're rich and famous, excuse me, once Thomas is rich and famous, well, that was basically it. Yep, Jake's Jake's just gonna be dead. Uh, anyways, recap Sky High. Will Stronghold's parents. Did we, did we say that we were doing Sky High? Yeah, I did. Okay. And you read an email. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> Will Stronghold is he's the main character. His parents are the Commander and Jetstream, and they're like super duper superheroes. Uh, and so they're like, okay, it's time for you to go to school. And he's like, okay. And he goes to school and he's like, oh man, I don't have any powers. And all my friends are sidekicks. One guy is a goo guy. One girl is a guinea pig. One guy can glow and the other girl can plant. And so that's cool. They're sad. Uh, then they go to class and something blows up and the big head guy comes in and is like, my class blew that up. Don't worry about it. And so then he, Will goes home and he's like, dad. I am a sidekick. And the dad's like, that's not cool. I'm going to break this phone. And so he breaks the phone. And then Will's like, I'm a sidekick. And the dad's like, okay. And then Will goes back to studying with his friends about zombies or something. And then Will's mom is like, it's okay. He's not a sidekick. And then the dad's like, yeah, he can go into our real estate business. Um, And then they go back to school the next day. And then Will's mortal enemy, uh, War and Peace, fantastic name, by the way. Um, it's like, hey, your dad put my dad in jail. Let's fight. And Will's like, okay, now I'm strong. And he picks up the lunch table. And then the principal's like, don't do that. You're destroying school property. Use your powers for good, you good guys. And then they're like, okay, we're in detention. And then after that, um, uh, they're like, Will, you're a hero now. Oh, oh. Now you're not a sidekick. What does that mean for us? Other sidekicks. And then Will's like, it's okay. I win with the hot girl now. She made me a freeze ray. And then the hot girl's like, hey, I'm going to come to your house and tell your parents to come to the dance. And Will says, okay, I'm not going to go with my friend to the restaurant I told her I was going to meet her at. And then that way she can get with War and Peace and go to the ball. Because he's fire and she's plant. And then Will's like, oh, plant girl, I forgot we were supposed to go to the restaurant. And then I'm going to the dance with hot girl. And plant girl's like, ah, shucks, I was going to tell you that I love you, but now I'm not. And so I'm going to the dance with War and Peace. And so then she sits at lunch with War and Peace and he's like, hey, don't sit next to me. And then Goop Guy is like, ah, oh, we're the tough kids now. And then War and Peace leaves, and he's like, then Goop Guy's like, 
man, are we still the tough kids? Even though the tough kid is gone? And no one answers it. And so then Warren and Will have to be like, we're doing the superhero game, save the guy from the jaws of death. And then the bad guy, stretchy guy and fast guy are like, we're going to beat you. And then we get to dunk Goop guy's head in the toilet all the time forever. But War and Peace and Will win. And then they have to stop picking on the kids forever because that was the deal they made. And when a stronghold makes a promise, everyone listens to the promise. Unless you're Spider-Man because uh, the promises you don't keep are the best kind. Okay? Okay. (laughs) All right. And so then... Which Spider-Man? The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh. And then Hot Girl is like, surprise, I was a bad... Oh, no, wait, hold on. The Hot Girl's like, let's throw a party, Will. Uh, you hate your friends. And then Will's like, no, I don't. Will, I hate you. And then she's like, ah, oh, man. And then she's like, all right, surprise, I'm the bad guy. And Will's like, I'm not going to that dance. And then Will's like, oh, wait a minute. She's the bad guy. I have to go to the dance. Boop, 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 boop. Ron Wilson, bus driver, can you come pick me up since you have no life and nobody loves you? And Ron Wilson's bus driver says, yes, I will, Will Stronghold. You're my only friend. And so Ron Wilson, bus driver, drives Will Stronghold or flies Will Stronghold to the school. And Will is like, you turned everyone into babies, my hot girlfriend. And she's like, yes, I did. Because your dad turned me into a baby once, and it was not fun. And so then all the sidekicks are like, I can glow and see in the tunnel. I can goop and beat the fast guy. I can guinea pig and chew through the wire. I can plant, even though we're thousands of millions of feet in the sky. How the heck is there a tree up here? That don't make any sense. Are you about to shoot yourself? No. Okay, good. I'm doing a good job. Don't shoot yourself. I was picking up Don't my- shoot yourself. At my teeth. Okay? Stop it. There's something in my... There's meat in my teeth. There's a locket in my pocket. No, there's a meat in my teeth. It's a platypus control of me. I don't really... Okay, sorry. Uh, and then they're, then then the bad guys are like, we're all bad guys. And then the girl is like, you can't beat me. And then Will beats her. And she's like, how did you beat me? And the reason I say that is because I don't remember how he beat her. But that doesn't matter. Friendship. And then they all go to detention. And the principal's like, I'm not Wonder Woman, you know. But really, she is Wonder Woman because she's Linda Carter. And that's a joke that went over Jake's head, I bet. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. She played Wonder Woman yeah, in the actual is. show. Yeah, it is. I just told you what it was. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, and then Will's like, I'm kissing Layla outside the window because I can fly. But if I drop her, she would definitely die. Uh, and Hot Guy, Fire Guy, holds hands with Ice Guy, Ice Girl, and they dance. And then Magenta, who's guinea pig girl, is like, you want to dance? And Zach's like, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. And then they dance. And then it ends. And it's a happy, 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 happy. And I went oh, through puberty twice for this? Also, also, the babies got turned back into adults. Oh, don't forget about Jim Rash. Nope. Recap's over. End He's like, <laughs> uncle. Uh, uncle, uncle, uncle. I wonder if they forget that I'm here during the recap. I think they forget that you're here when you're talking. Oh. Can y'all hear me scraping this applesauce? You know Speaking of applesauce. I don't think I ever use a spoon when eating applesauce. I was that's disgusting. 
I was gonna I, I was gonna look at uh, in the lunchroom. Each of them get a different drink, and I was gonna look at the meaning of that, but I forgot to. So we're not gonna talk about that. It's like the TikToks where like they go and it sounds like an apple. You know what I'm talking about? I'll be honest right now, Thomas. You know what I'm talking about? No. No. I'll be honest right now, Thomas. So I've been I've been playing Hollow Knight for all you for all you folks back at home. Also, it's been like four days since Jake saw the movie. Also, it's been four days since I seen the movie because Thomas has for a some reason has a life outside of the podcast. So that's kind of lame. But um, it's 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 a good thing. It's a good thing we waited because I learned things in class this week that apply to this movie. Good. I didn't. And I've watched a few other movies and a bunch of TV and played a bunch of Hollow Knight in between the viewings. And I just played a really boss. And well, it's a good thing that I did a recap. So now you know exactly what happened in the movie. I forgot I was here. So um, You want to do it again? Yeah. Uh, All right, we're back. I recapped it again for Jake and now he knows everything. Anyway, so I was playing Hollow Knight, and my mind is attractive right now because I kind of want to get back into that. Your mind is attractive? Yeah. No, it's not. My mind is attractive to Hollow Knight. Your mind is a tractor. <laughs> Full of shit. Oh, man. Why am I getting bullied right now? <laughs> I hope you just... That echoed super <laughs> loud in here. <laughs> I hope your eardrums just broke. All right. So, you want to talk about what this movie's about? Because Jeremiah thinks it's nothing. Jeremiah. Oh, I'll tell you what this movie's about. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking? Yeah, Dude, what? Mary Elizabeth right, Winston. I knew you were going to bring that up. Game, you know what? Podcast over. Not just this episode. The entire podcast. Why? Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Okay. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. If you're listening to this, will you marry me? She's, she's dating Ewan McGregor. I don't care. You got to get the high ground, bro. Yo, did they, when did they start dating? After they filmed Fargo. Oh, because I was going to say... Oh, I didn't know they were in that together. The show? Yeah, the third okay. season. Well, I haven't third seen season's it. Third season's the best season, although I haven't seen the new season with Chris Rock, even though I recorded it. So maybe that's better. I don't know. But are you going to tell us something, or do you want me to go? No, Thomas. We were just talking about Mary we, Elizabeth I, I said this last time, is that once you got you to bring something up, and then my brain juices get flowing. All right, so I can go? Yeah. All right, well, this movie's... All right, so this is actually the second time I've seen this movie this year, and I know that this is the second movie... In 2021? Movie, yes. This is the second movie on the podcast we've done in two weeks in a row that I saw it twice this year already. Which was the other one? Sonic. That was last week. Come on, Jake. Get your act together. And for us, that was today. It smells or beefy not. in here. Sorry. I'm, I'm a beefcake. I just I just stench that with me everywhere. Uh, so I watched this about a month ago, probably. I don't know. And what I was thinking during that viewing is something very different to this viewing so I'm glad I watched it a couple weeks ago because I was thinking that being a sidekick was a metaphor for being homosexual. All right. Uh, Hold on. Explain. I will. And it makes sense. All right. So mainly in the scene where Will is arguing with his dad and all the other sidekicks are. Um, oh, you're right. Are uh, like, you're at, right. Are, like just studying or whatever. And then Will, cause, cause like the expectation in Will's family is that he's going to be a hero because his parents are like the greatest heroes ever. Can you pull this more behind your head? Talk, 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 talk. No, no, like sit like you're sitting. Okay, that's fine. Um, so the so the expect the expectation in Will's family is that he he's going to be a hero, but then he's not. He becomes a sidekick. So then he's having this conversation with his dad. And his dad's like, oh, you're a hero, blah, 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 blah. And then Will's like, oh, actually, 
uh, I'm a sidekick, except he really struggles with telling his dad to that, telling his dad that statement. So it was almost as if he was coming out as being a sidekick. And I'm probably not doing a very good job explaining this scene. So if you want to look it up, uh, then watch it, then you can. Um, and then Will's dad gets really mad because he's a sidekick. And then later his, he kind of breaks down when he's talking to Will's mom and Will's mom is like, Hey, it's okay. Our son's not a not a hero. That's fine. He's still our son. We love him. He can still go into the family business. Um, and so in real life, the expectation or the quote unquote default is that you're a straight. So then I feel like I, uh, as far as I know, at this point in my life, as far as I know, I'm straight. So I can't speak to the life of a gay person. But I feel like it would be similar to the interaction that Will had with his dad in this scene. Um, however, that metaphor falls apart as soon as Will gets his powers. Because then he becomes a hero. So then if being a sidekick was a metaphor for being gay, then that would imply that being gay can change at any moment in your life. And I don't know about that. So that metaphor falls apart. But what metaphor doesn't fall apart is Marxism, baby. Ooh, yeah. And so if you don't know what Marxism is, uh, most people think it's communism. Wrong. But... Oh, hold on. Oh. <coughs> oh, <God. laughs> I killed him. I won. I was trying to burp also, but then you did that face. <laughs> it started to turn into a laugh. And I'm pretty sure I ruptured one of my vocal cords. All right, matter out the man, I always say. But so in one, of my, in, one, in one of my classes this week, we were talking like about Marxism and how it relates to film. Uh, so what class was this? Oh, film, film theory. theory. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Marxism at its core was uh, founded to eliminate class struggle within society and bridge the divide between all of the classes, essentially making everyone equal. And so, yeah, while yes, that probably sounds to you like communism is because the founder of Marxism, Karl Marx, was himself a communist, but... Uh, and I, I watched some YouTube's videos on this. Some YouTube's videos? Yeah, and that I'll link in the description if some of you people want to learn about Marxism a bit. I would have a lot of links. Um, because uh, communism is not inherently bad. Please don't tap on the mic. I, I think that's going to make them hear that. Communism is not inherently bad, but because... Stop it! For real. Uh, but because of the way it's been used historically, especially in America, we view it as bad. Because, you know, the USSR used it during the cold war and they were the bad guys. So communism for a majority of us history equals bad. But really, if you look at the root of the word, it's, it means communalism as in everyone works together. And that doesn't sound that bad. Now in practice, maybe it's not so good, but honestly, capitalism ain't so good either. Government isn't. So, so good, really, though. you know what we should do down with the man. We should just all die. It's in everyone will truly be equal. But that has nothing to do with Sky High. See, what Thanos, does... Thanos was on to something. No, he only killed half of people. Yeah, but in the comics. Well, he wanted to get jiggy with death, so... Really? Anyways. Uh, Marxism was also originally about economics. About the economic struggle. So, for him, uh, in, in the original Marxism, or in the, in the Marxist theory... Uh, there 1. are 0. two primary classes, which are the pro proletariat and the, the bourgeoisie. The bourgeoisie. However you say that. Um, and the proletariat is the working class, and the bourgeoisie is the, is bourgeoisie. the producing, the ruling class, 
that controls the production. So essentially, uh, proletariat is the low class and bourgeoisie is the high class. So I think in this movie, there's definitely a class struggle evident. And the bourgeoisie is uh, exemplified by the heroes and the proletariat is exemplified by the sidekicks. Uh, And there's a quote, and this is because everything the sidekick does is in service of the hero, just like everything the proletariat or working class does is in service of the bourgeoisie because they control the means of production and are the ones that control the society. And there's a quote that says, if the proletariat, or for our purposes, the sidekick, lacks access to the means of production, hero, hero powers, then they only have one thing to sell, their labor. And I think that scene in uh, Mr. Boy's character, how he's like he's essentially nothing within the society of superheroes, even though he worked with Commander, who in this universe is arguably like the greatest hero ever. And then to build on that, uh, this other guy, I don't remember his name, his last name starts with a G, I think, kind Giuseppe. of founded the idea of hegemony, which is the dominance of one group over another, often supported by legitimating norms and ideas. This is from Britannica.com, oh, by the way. That you said that weird. Is that how you say it? Hegemony? Yeah, I thought it was, hege- I I thought it was heg- hegemony. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. Well, how, however, today, this term is often used as shorthand to describe the relatively dominant position of a particular set of ideas and their associated tendency to become commonsensical and intuitive, thereby inhibiting the dissemination or even the articulation of alternative ideas. Again, that is from Britannica.com. I am not plagiarizing. Thomas, uh, it's funny. But, on, ah! And this, this thing, this idea of hegemony is exemplified hegemony. in the uh, power placement scene with Boomer's speech about whiner babies who see fit to question or complain about Psychic. their placement. And I think uh, Plant Girl, whatever her name is, Layla, has, you know, she comments on that in that scene, you know, that this is a broken system. All right, you can talk now. Uh, so I think that I'm going to talk about the exact same thing you're talking about, but in layman's terms. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, identity is what I think this movie's about. But you but you agree that there was a, there is definitely a class struggle present. Yes. For sure. And, and, I, and I think and I think that, you know, stripping it down to heroes and sidekicks and then the bourgeoisie and the proletariat, um, it makes it maybe maybe dumbing it down a little too much because I think there's more classes present in this society. Okay. Uh yes, I agree with you and uh I'm gonna say that because I think it's about identity and part of like you know, you're talking about like the proletariat versus the bourgeoisie. Well, that whole thing is about identity as well it's a name a label given to associate with you know whatever whatever and so uh there's a scene i forget who says it but they're talking about like having like do we get to pick our superhero name and they're like oh yeah, it's get- in it's in the sidekick class zach says it because he wants to be called zach attack i think okay and the uh the all-american boys like you'll get a you'll get a name assigned to you um when you graduate or whatever and so like well not only that the hero will just the hero you that that sidekick is paired with will decide their name and their color scheme exactly and then like the whole idea and like this is in harry potter too but will stronghold i call harry potter too as in the chamber of secrets also that's the worst one um everybody's like tweet at us tweet at us what's your favorite harry potter movie half blood prince is mine no. And yours is the fifth one, right? No. 
No, it's the third one. Yeah. There you go. But The Half-Blood Prince is the best book. Uh, But... <laughs> Sir- <laughs> Sirius Black is my favorite character. You know, it's it's uh, all my favorite characters end up dying. What does I say about you? Then I'm well, going to die. Who's your favorite character in this? In this? I don't think anyone dies. Well, Gwen. I like Ron Wilson, Blush Driver. But Gwen... Oh, bro. Mm. But in Harry Potter, but in Marvel, it's Heimdall and uh Alright, can keep talking about whatever you talk about. Who else quit, dies? Quit, quit everyone. Pretty no, much. No, no, no. There's another guy who died. Oh, oh, Vision. Spoilers. Yeah, he's not dead now. Well, I haven't seen episode six, so Well, he's he's currently not dead, is what it looks like. Um But like the whole the or whole maybe reason he is, because next week there's a new episode. Woo! The whole reason that like Will is like Oh, you're so cool, Will. Is because he's you mean, like you mean Ron. Everybody's like that, oh, including Ron. They're like, are oh, you so cool, Will? Because your parents are the strongholds. And Will's like, Shaw. Yeah. Uh, and so the whole thing is like everything. The only thing that matters is who, what your name is. So if he was like, if he was like, yeah, I'm Bob McSqueezy, they would have been like, psh. Get out of here, loser. But because he's Will Stronghold, everybody's like, ha, huh, Will Stronghold, ha. Yeah. That's my well, impression well, of so everybody. I definitely think that Marxism and this idea of the class struggle is the prevalent, the most prevalent theme in this film. And I think that that's present in nearly all high school films, except the only difference would be in most high school films, like take Mean Girls, for example, because all high school movies are the same. Uh, the bourgeoisie would be like the principal and the teachers and stuff, and the proletariat would be the kids. But not here. No. But the reason for that is, and I was not going to say this here, but I will, um, is because I think the teachers fit in within this uh, social hierarchy. I think you have heroes, then you have sidekicks, then you have teachers, then you have bus drivers. And I think part of what you're saying about the name is also true with that because Ron Wilson always says introduces himself as Ron Wilson bus driver. So his identity has been stripped down to just being the bus driver. Probably one, he never developed powers. Two, he's probably bullied for that in school. Thus, three, he still wanted to be a part of this hero world, but the only way he could serve was as a bus driver, which, which you know is what? at the bottom S- of the totem pole. Screw all those people because guess what? If it weren't for Ron Wilson bus driver, everybody would be babies. Everybody I want you to remember that, all you Shaggy Goose Egg boys. Um, and if it weren't for the one squib in Harry Potter, everyone would probably be a Death Eater. I don't remember what a squib is. Don't tell me. I don't care. Um, the cat guy is a squib. Okay. Uh, and so there's, but, but speaking okay. of like the groupings, there's another line that Layla says. What? She's like, dividing people into groups. So what is this? And then somebody else goes, high school. Yeah. Uh, Layla is Plant Girl, by the way, played by Danielle Panabaker, who is Killer Frost on The Flash. And she was also in another Disney Channel movie, but I don't remember what it was called. She's also the Walmart brand of Karen Gillian. Okay. Um, but this idea of class structure, the reason I think it goes hero, sidekick, teacher, bus driver is because you have the heroes and they're obviously at the top because obvious heroes uh and then sidekick is next below them because in well number one in school you're either a hero or a sidekick and then so obviously the sidekicks go below the heroes but then in the real world the sidekicks serve the heroes so they're below them there and then you have mr boy 
who once was a sidekick, but now he's a teacher. And so that to me implies... Is that American boy? Yeah. Okay. And so that to me implies that uh, teacher is lower than sidekick. And again, we see what you're saying about like the identity being related to your uh, class in that... Put, in that um, his name is... Even though he's a teacher, his name is Mr. Boy. It's not whatever Mr. Whatever his real last name is. So that identity of a sidekick has followed him into his job as a teacher, just like Ron Wilson's identity is that he's a bus driver. And then again, bus drivers below teacher because the teachers serve the kids kind of mm-hmm. in educating them and to become super superheroes. And then what does Ron Wilson do? He drives them to the school, right? He flies them to the school yeah, to get them to the teacher so they can be educated. And I think the best example of like, so I think that this this film is pointing out that like identity, at least strictly related to like let's call it a profession, or living based on your identity is problematic. Um, and we see this uh, with Poe in Kung Fu Panda Three, where he struggles to find out who he is, and then at the end of the film, you know, uh, the guy's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm the big fat panda." No, that's the first one. I know. But the third one, he's like. I'm a student, panda, teacher, dragon warrior, noodle maker. And he's like ascending into the next plane of existence. And then here it's all it is, is who are you? Rob Wilson bus driver. And that's it. And that's why things are flat here, you know? Yeah. But uh, I meant meant to mention this because it flowed with what you were saying earlier, but then I got distracted about the class thing. So Marxism, as I said, I think is the prevalent theme in this film, the dominant meaning. But the other meaning here is one of legacy, which is pretty blatant, as well as Jake was saying. And this also goes back to your thing about identity. Uh, Will is expected to be a hero because of his name, because he has a stronghold. He's expected to have these wonderful powers. And while eventually he does get them, in the beginning he does not. And that's why he's placed on a sidekick. Right. And then I think part of that is what helps kind of blur the line between sidekicks and heroes. However, I think by the end, that line is both solidified and completely destroyed. And I'll talk about that in, in a little does, bit. At the end of the film, does he stay with the sidekicks or does he become a hero? Uh, I would assume he stays a hero, but I would assume that they all get promoted to heroes because they save the day. But I'll, I'll talk about that later because I got more to say. But focusing on legacy, you've got Will in the stronghold, and then you've got uh, Gwen pacifier lady royal pain who was with uh the class that commander was with and then got turned into a baby and had to do it all again so this this idea of legacy is also true for her except for her it's not it's really not legacy because she's the same person well however everyone assumes that she's a daughter of royal pain it's true for everyone though like like War and Peace, his dad is mentioned, and then they have like a whole like dialogue section about um, like whose parents are who, and then they talk about whether or not the likelihood of having uh, super abilities. Because um, he's talking to the nurse. Yeah. Hey, and hold on. Do you so do you think that having powers is a recessive gene, or do you not know enough about? No, 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 no. Really. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, it would. No, it, it would make sense for it to be a dominant gene, because if it were a recessive gene, 
Okay, because like kids that with normal parents can have powers, right? right. And then, but she said the only time she's ever mm. seen someone with two power parents is not have powers is Ron Wilson. Ron Wilson, right? So then, it would make sense for it to be the dominant gene, because if it was a recessive gene, how it works. then both parents would have to pass on the recessive allele. But if it was a dominant gene, for, uh, then yeah, okay, that makes sense, right? Yeah. So that's how that's how also, Ron doesn't. Metaphorically, sorry, I know we interrupted your whole thing. Metaphorically, science, bro. Um, having powers is a dominant gene because having powers means you're the, dominant. The regular people are even a lower class than the super people. They're the serfs. So they're even below the proletariat, really. Unless, with that analogy, all supers are the bourgeoisie and the regular people are the proletariat. Because even when... Um, after after Will does the thing in the cafeteria, Layla says, "You're breaking down barriers. You're proving that not we're we're not heroes and sidekicks. We're just people." And then Goop Kid says, "Super people," and I think that's an important line because it distincts that even though the super super powered individuals have this class divide, there's an even bigger class divide between, between regular people and right. super people. Honestly, I think it would have been a lot better of a film and a much more powerful message if Will didn't have powers. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Because, like, at the end of the day, what he does get what he Come on, wants. Disney. All right, never mind. We don't want free Disney+. Plus. We want free Peacock, because Peacock owns uh, DreamWorks. I just use my website. Yeah, but DreamWorks. Um, they gave us Boss Baby. We need more Boss Baby. But really, like, unless it's the Netflix show, I don't know. Don't watch Boss Baby back in Disney. No, don't, I don't you. like any TV shows adapted from movies. What about Penguins of Madagascar? Nope, that's pretty good. Nope. Okay, which the How to Train Your Dragon show? show is pretty good. Well, there's the movie Madagascar, and then TV show Penguins of Madagascar. Which one came out first? There was the movie Madagascar, and then the TV show Penguins of Madagascar. And then later, there was a movie, Penguins of Madagascar, that ignores the continuity of the show. Um, yes, than you said um. Um means you're next. It would, because... Look it up. That's what it means. Because what happens is, we're rooting for Will because he doesn't have powers, and he gets them, and like all the potential lessons that could have been presented... By will not having powers are extinguished because he does. It's much that, more parasite rock if he doesn't have powers. Yes, exactly. Um, and it really would drive home the message of which it, breaking sidebar, the barriers of having powers and not having powers. Did you see that Bong Joon Ho is working on like two follow ups to the movie Parasite? No, but I need to watch Minari first. I don't know what that is. With Steven Yuen. Okay, he is on Tuka and Birdie. He is also in Tim Robbins' I think okay, you should leave. I thought you were about to say Walking Dead. He's the guy who poops on the little square, right? Yes. All right. You um, use too small a slice, and now everyone's leaving your house. So back to Sky High. Head to toe, covered in mud pies. I just didn't want to waste paper. Another thing I think, and maybe we're just talking in circles this whole time, but that's what we always do, baby. So get used to it. The circle um, of life. Then this plays into identity and class, I think. All right, you stop that. This is not the Lion King, baby. Um, every every character in this movie has a distinct color. Yes, I wrote you that have, down. Right, so every, I wrote down everyone's colors. So strongholds are red, white, and blue. Of course. Because America. Right. 
uh, Zach is bright yellow slash green because he glows. Right. Layla is green because she's plant. Plant. Magenta is purple because she's magenta, I guess. She turns into a guinea pig, so that's not really related to being purple. Unless the color purple is a metaphor for something. I don't know. Let me look up what the color uh, purple Well, the color is. purple is also a movie. That's so also, be careful not yeah, to look yeah. up the movie. Ethan, whose goop boy is orange. I guess because like lava is orange. Or maybe lava, yeah. And then Warren is red and black because he's he's moody and he's got a fiery temper. And then Ron Wilson, bus driver. Oh, here we go. Is largely beige, which I think indicates you know his place in society, as we mentioned earlier. And then his hat is white and orange. Royalty. And then Gwen is pink, and Royal Payne is black slash gold. So Gwen being pink, I think, helps play up the facade that she's, you know, an innocent little girl. And then Royal Payne being black and gold plays up the uh, I'm better than you belief. The, the That's darkness. within. Hello, Which also, by the way, the voice of Royal Payne is Patrick Warburton. Because I don't know, you didn't know that, Jake. So you're welcome. All right, what's purple metaphor for? Royalty. Really? Yeah. Oh, I knew. Well, that. also like wisdom and like creativity and independence. Also, which is one symbolic scene, of magenta. One scene that's problematic, I think, is when she's a guinea pig and running through the ducks, and Zach says, "Look at those cute little legs." That scene makes me uncomfortable. Interesting, yeah. But Zach knows what he's talking about. Yeah, but that's also potentially bestiality. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Okay, uh, we're gonna change the subject. This hey, isn't. Man. This is no not, judgment. This is a judgment. This is man. not Black Mirror, or as my dad would say, Soul Piercer. Um, Soul Piercer? Nope. I already said it. I'm not saying it again. You didn't understand me. That's All right, too let's bad. rewind. <laughs> All right. I hope you enjoyed that blank pause after the rewind because the audio malfunctioned. Uh, but yeah, so those colors I think help That's feed into their identities. He's lying to you. And then because they're sidekicks, eventually those colors will be removed from them right. when they got paired to their Yo, identity. Heroes. So bro. then being a hero or being a sidekick, once you're paired with a hero, you lose Everything. all individuality. And then all you are is an identity. And then again, that scene with Mr. Boy. What? Because he did all this stuff for. Bro, um, and then dad didn't even remember him. Yeah. He did all this stuff for, for Commander, like making the scrapbook and everything. Not only did he never mention him to Will, Commander never remembered him. And then even later, he was like, yeah, sidekicks are important. And then he can't remember his own sidekick's name. Dang, bro. All you are is a number. Don't forget that. Also, there's a lot of problems I have with this movie. Like, so the sidekicks only have one class, and then the heroes only have one class. Because those are the only two teachers we see. is Big Brain Guy, Mr. Boy, and then Gym Teacher. Sidekick. So presumably, sidekicks only have hero support, and heroes only have mad science, and then they both have gym. How do you teach a superhero? What do you teach them? I don't know, but because I'm thinking about that now, like it would make sense that Gwen is in mad science because she's a technopath. But like, what is Will going to do? Yeah, he's he's just big, strong. Um, punch which is interesting because the nerd guy identity here folks uh larry larry is a big rock guy he's big strong but he looks like a nerd which is identity by the way uh the cgi in this movie i think holds up except for rock guy rock guy does not rock guy does not look good i don't know why because like big robot punch looks really good what's that one when commander punches the big robot oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and And it goes like shoo which that's a cool effect i think it is, but and it's they also use it later not when Will that punches detail. the floor. No, it's not, but it looks cool. Does it? And this, yeah, it does. And this is a Disney Channel original movie, which it looks like the robot in Zathura. Okay, well, that's not related to this. 
Um, but if you have, if you don't have something else to say, then I can talk about the end. Um, I mean, I could talk about oh, identity war. Okay, so the uh, so commander and spirit fairer or whatever her name is, Jetstream. Jetstream. Jetstream should fight Starscream. Um, it, well, at least Commander is a lot more. Uh, his identity is a lot more ingrained in who he is because Gwen's like, "Hey, I, I, I want you to be be the guy who gets the thing." You know. Well, and about? also uh, when he takes the robot eye back, and then Jim Rash is like, <laughs> "You were right. He thinks he got a big ego." Uh, uncle, uncle, uncle. <laughs> yeah. So, so they, she's World Paint's definitely playing to that this entire film. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Hero of the Year. I don't know. Something like Pretty that. Pretty sure it's Hero of the Year. Which, why now are they getting Hero of the Year? Come on And then now, Mr. Commander, Boy is like, that. oh, you should still get it. And then Commander's like, no. I was a baby. Uh, but, like, she totally exploits Commander's... See, you're not even saying his name. I don't, what is his first name? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, Totally exploiting his love for who... What his name is. And he's like, count me in. I want to get an award. Well, and even in the school, they say his parents are Commander and Jetstream. They don't say Mr. and Mrs. Stronghold, which also leads me to believe that this school, like, there's no secret identity. So, like, if someone grows up to be a supervillain, then you already know who the superhero's secret identity is, which is, like, the whole point of a secret identity. And you could just out them to the whole world. So is there just, like, a powered person honor code? No, 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 no. They speak a different language. Also, uh, I didn't really write this down, but this movie is also kind of a feminist movie. Not right. So the commander's real name is Steve. Um, Steve it's kind McLean. of not a feminist movie because Will is the super is the main character, or whatever. Is he? But then it also is because Royal Payne is a girl, and the whole time they like commander always assumes that she's a man, and then uh, throughout the movie, people keep saying he he whatever blah blah blah, and then Layla's always like or she. And then also, uh, when the school's about to fall on these people's house, the guy is the one who faints, not the girl. So that uh, subverts the damsel in distress trope. Also. But I haven't learned about feminism yet in my film theory class, so I can't talk more about that. I know about Soviet montage. I can talk about that. No, that's okay. not relevant here. Maybe. It's not. Maybe. It's not. What about uh, New Wave German Expressionism? All right. So about the ending of this movie. Um, all See, I've, I remember really... Oh, I'll tell you another oh, thing shoot. about feminism. Uh, the mom's like... The mom's like... Honey, do what you want. Uh, no, I don't know. But the mom is not... She doesn't fall for this trap. Of royal pain? Yeah. But she still goes. Yeah, but she didn't fall for the trap. So how does she not fall for it? Because she's not like, oh, what's in her name? That would call by a rose because just just so sweet. She just is like, okay, I'll go to support my husband and my boy. All right. I don't know if that's truly there. But uh, at the end of this movie, I, I'm pretty sure I saw this movie when it first came out. I don't know what year it came out. I feel like it said 2005 or something. Yeah. There you go. Which I guess I feel like I couldn't have seen it then because five, I think, is too young for me to actually remember something. But... This was one of my favorite Disney 2005, Channel. dude, big money. This this is one of my favorite Disney Channel movies growing up. So, and part of that reason was because at the end, all of the characters' powers were exactly what they needed to survive. So you got, like I mentioned, the recap: Guinea Pig Girl goes in the Guinea Pig Tunnel. Zach glows in the uh, air vent. Goop guy turns into Goop and makes a speed guy fall. 
Uh, and then Plant Girl does plant stuff inexplicably because they're really high up. How is there a plant? Um, but then watching it this time, that's empowering, but it's also problematic because their powers were exactly what were needed to get the job done, which allowed them to be the heroes in this situation. But it also means that their intrinsic value is related directly to their powers, which is what the whole movie, movie is a, was, trying to destroy. Yeah, because the oh. whole thing about being a hero is like your powers are cool. See, and you're a sidekick. Your powers aren't cool. And this is why Will shouldn't have had powers. Yes. Now, granted, like he doesn't help there, but he does use his powers in the end. And I agree with you. It would have been a lot better if. Also, this is like which. Uh, granted, I like this movie, and you shouldn't be expecting much out of a Disney Channel original movie. But um, there wasn't any lead-up to him having any of his powers, whether it's strength or flight. And that's poor filmmaking. They should have teased it throughout. Um, Chekhov's gun, baby. Yeah. Instead, it just comes out of nowhere. And like it makes sense because his parents were – those are his parents' powers. But historically, we don't know if this world – like, isn't Layla's mom – can't she like talk to animals? Yeah. So then Layla's powers have to do with plants. That's nothing related. Well, nature. So then, like, genetically doesn't mean anything, supposedly. But, anyways, I, 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 I agree with Jake. Will should not have had powers. And then, um, like I said, them getting the job done both destroys and reinforces the system that's been built this entire movie. So maybe Jeremiah was right. Maybe it does say a lot about nothing. Because ultimately, it destroys its own argument either way you look at it. Well, that's what I was going to ask you in the beginning. You're bringing up the idea like the proletariat and the bourgeoisie. I was going to be like, what, was the, what is the purpose of that? In like the real world or in this movie? Yeah, like what is the, what is the real world application of identifying this problem? Oh, well, so Marx, Karl Marx says that the working class needs to revolt. And so that there's no, there's no class. And that's where communism is the communal aspect. Everyone is working together. Everyone truly is equal. But that's also where it's problematic because in capitalism, if you work harder than the other guy, you should be able to make more money. Right. In communism, everyone – and I'm not very educated in this. I uh, did not really pay attention to my economics classes in high school. Sorry, Coach Hines. I know you, you're not listening to this. I don't know why I said that. He's bald. Anyways, um, the, the communism, uh, everyone is equal, but you're all working towards a common goal, whereas capitalism, it's all about competition. So Marx wants to bridge the gap between the classes, which means there's no class, but that in itself is also problematic. And I think I just yeah. like, talked it into a circle. So this really does destroy that argument then because it's neither a free market because people are either born with powers or not. And the people are born with certain powers. And then that creates an inability to have a communal state. Right. And I think the a larger problem in the real world, and maybe in this movie too, is, again, I'm going to quote Batman v Superman. I said this in another episode. Power corrupts. An absolute power. Corrupts. Absolutely. Correct. Uh, so the problem with that is the working class is being oppressed. So they're always going to run a revolt. Right. But then if communism gets put into place, someone's going to want to be more powerful than the other guy. Well, not only and then that. Eventually, um, someone's going to come to power 
But then the same problem that was initially the problem is going to happen again. You're going to have the bourgeoisie again and the working class again, except now perhaps the roles are flipped and the whole thing's just going to happen again. So really, if you look at the history of the world, all humans are good at are doing the same things over and over again. Well, history repeats itself. But the the other problem with that is that, so you say, well, somebody's going to want to go in power. That's true. But then also people are going to be less motivated to be good at what they do. Yeah. Because let's say you have more, it's going to be the same. Right. So what's the point of, you know, moving, like getting better at things. And that's part of, and again, I, I don't know economics, but that's part of the reason I think that there's no real good economic system, but you can't just not have an economic system. Is, is bartering economic system? I knew you're going to bring that up. Especially, well, we've already talked about this. We can't barter because then you can't you can't rap about bartering, and rap is more important than anything else. But what about in a communal state? All rappers are the same. Still exists. See, all right. I'll, this is going to be bad. Okay, are you ready? If you're racist, shut up. That's a preemptive strike. Yes, it is. I don't know what Jake's about to say. Uh, equality isn't always good. Well, that's like absolute freedom is anarchy. Like you, and I think you were joking when you said this, but at the top of the episode, you said we shouldn't have government. But America is supposed to be land of the free, but absolute freedom is anarchy, which is the purge. But even, but even anarchy, there's still, you're still fighting against something. And so even then you are tied to something that keeps you from being completely free. And this is why only a Sith deals on absolutes. And this is absolutes are bad. And this is why freedom doesn't exist. And it's, it's like uh, free speech, which is something on our campus has been a hot topic this semester. If you go here, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, that's okay. Um, Shout out. Don't, you better not. <laughs> um, but freedom of speech for, protects all speech, whether it's hateful or whatever. Because if you were to only cherry pick what is free of speech and what is not, then that becomes problematic because if everyone is not protected, ultimately no one is protected. Well, exactly. And you lose, and we lose the, the, the integrity of the bill of rights, the integrity of our inalienable rights is destroyed. It's like the idea, like the the entire law system. Like, let's say, who did we talk about? Oh, we were talking about this in short screenplay writing. We're talking about the idea of like taking a shopping cart back. Or what was it? I wasn't. Oh, there parking park. Oh, you weren't parking in a handicapped spot. No. So essentially, and um, so essentially, there was this huge argument about morality, and um, we were talking about like things that are like. I, but I know the shopping cart theory. Definitely the good. Explain or, like absolutely good and absolutely bad, or objectively good, objectively bad, and uh, our teacher, our professor, was like, okay. Well, would you park in a handicap spot? Now, this was. Well, I was there that day. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that I'm was about. a different day than the shopping cart day. Oh, well, I couldn't remember. But, but he was, but he was like, "Would you park in a handicap spot?" Oh no, no, no! I left before y'all started talking about the shopping cart thing. Okay, because Zucana told me about it afterwards. Shout out Zucana. Um, thank you, Zucchini. and Sriracha. Uh, Kyle, shout out Kyle made a great Don't, point. No, no, shout out Kyle. Kyle, go back into your hole. That I later addressed, and our professor was like, okay, Jake, what would you do? Do you think it's bad to park in a parking spot? And I, he cut me off, but I was like, it doesn't matter what I think the law says not to. 
And it doesn't matter if I think it's morally good or bad. I think it's morally gray because there are, and I think everything's morally gray for the most part. You know, there are some things like you shouldn't, you shouldn't kill somebody in cold blood. I mean, I think that that's. Yeah. Only warm blooded killings in this house. Right. We're not crocodiles. But like laws are created to, they, they are created essentially by the people. Um, Is it Judge Dredd? I think so. By the people to say like what is morally good and bad. So if the law says that it is illegal to park in a handicapped parking spot if you're not handicapped, then it's assumed that it that the society thinks that it is morally bad to do so. And it doesn't matter what I think because the law says not to. And I don't remember why we were talking about this. It's because uh, one of the short screenplay stories was about parking in a handicapped. No, no, spot. but I don't remember why in this podcast. Oh. Well, it doesn't matter because I was going to say when you got done. Back to Sky High. Uh, it's, the movie promotes that – the movie now is kind of like an allegory for just humanity in general because the movie acknowledges that the system is flawed. The characters within the movie know the system is flawed. But by the end, this flawed system is ultimately what saves the day and is proved correct. So even though we acknowledge the system is flawed – we also have to acknowledge that there's not really a better system. So anything we do, just like me and Jake have been talking in circles this whole episode, anything you do will ultimately loop back around. So ultimately, no progress is ever made, but you yourself might not be alive to see your progress undone. So, And all you can do is make sure your life, that you're living, is the best that it can be. Correct. And that was Opportunist Prison Scene. Down sauerkraut. Well, no, now I got to talk about blow ups. Oh, yeah. I have more to say, though. Um, never mind. I forgot what I was going to say. All right. Well, I'm, I don't think anyone blew up. No, I want to I wanna remember what I was going to say. I feel like this always happens at the end of the episode. Um, I, well, Warren might have blown something up, but I don't think any people blew up. I'm thinking. Ooh. I'm thinking. He turns I'm into thinking. goop. Can that count? No. I, I I have, but hold on. I, I have a blow up. Hold on, but think. Hold on. Refresh my memory. What were you talking about? Say the last thing you said. Blow ups? No, before that. Back to Sky High. Okay, keep going on that. No. A little bit more. Uh-uh. We're talking in circles. I'm <sighs> not going to say everything I just said at the at the behest of the listener. Is that All the right. right way to use that word? Behest? Email in. Let me know what behest thinks. Never mind. I messed up that sentence. <laughs> All right. Well, for me, it's an automatic five out of five. Why? Is Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Bingo. She doesn't blow up. Bro, she blows me up. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Jake is canceled. Uh, coming back next week to see who my new co-host is. Mary Elizabeth so Winstead? It'll be, it'll be Jork. Hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. Message me, bro. Honestly. You can set something up. We like Birds of Prey, by the way. So. We do. Also, Swiss Army Man that you're in. Also... Yeah, I did not she's in it. Yeah, that's who uh, Paul Dano's like. I'm in love. I'm in love. Paul Dano's the Riddler now. I'm in love with the Coco, you know? No. But it's her. Bro, you know what cereal tastes bad? Cocoa Puffs. Come I at me. I have not had. Come a... at me. Cocoa Puffs suck. Dude, Cocoa Pebbles. That's where it's at. No, all Pebbles but also, suck. Also, I like Because they get pebbles. super soggy so freaking fast. Yes, they do. Uh, They grow up so freaking fast. Let me know. Yo, if wait, you know she's if... a singer? Let me know if you know what that's from. Hold up. All right, so I think this is probably, I'm going to say zero since Jake said five. So it's a 2.5 out of five. 
Oh, Gemini Man, she was in that. Yeah, but we she didn't watch that. that. Ten Cloverfield Lynn, she was Did in that. Did you watch that? Yeah. Gemini Man? Yeah. No, you didn't. It was not good. No, you didn't. But Mary Elizabeth was good. You didn't she's watch in it. Death. Yes, I did. What no, are you talking you about? Not. Stop talking about Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's not even real. All actors are fake. We're, she's real enough for we're, me. Man. We're in a simulation, all right? Email us at the email. Jake. Holy crap, you've been a lot of things. All right. Well, Jake's Jake's starstruck right now, so I'm going to outro the episode. No, I'm going to do it. All right, do it right now. <sighs> okay, Go! don't. Okay, people, do not forget to like and comment. It really helps us out. I know I have not been saying that, but you should. Don't forget to share also, um, because that's important to help us grow. And if you like us, then you should want to do that for us. And if you do, I appreciate it. Also, if you were in the credits of the uh, video that was recently released, that means. You're a really true Shaggy Goose Egg boy. And we appreciate you. And if you're not, you better you better step it up. Was there 14 of those? I don't we, know. Have, we have at least 14 dedicated listeners, but I have no idea who they are. They're all me. Just with my Oh, one of them's me, I forgot. With my burner account. Yeah. Um, um so if did you tell them the email? I don't think no, you did. No, not yet. Okay. What can we tell them to say this time? I said stuff. Did you? Yeah. Pacino podcast at gmail.com. I don't remember. Do that. Uh, hold on, call to action. This is important. I was doing some research on how to make a podcast better. You do like a Stevie Tyler scream? No, that would be like a like a wow. Okay. Oh, that hurt my throat. Yeah, I'm glad it did. What's our Twitter? Uh oh, tell us what your first concert was at Pacino Podcast. Well, life is a concert, so it is. And if you know that's from, hundred bucks you, to you. you. Don't. Yeah, but if you do, if you do, if you do, you don't, if you do, you do. And then also, if you want to send me money so I can buy things on eBay, I would greatly appreciate it. You can make the check out to Jake Ferrier. Yeah. And then I will give you the money because. Right. If you want to sponsor us, tweet us at Pacino at Pacino podcast or send us a DM at Pacino pod at Pacino pod. We've never gotten a DM. At Pacino Pod. Not at Pacino underscore pod. No, 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 no. I think no. that's our arch nemesis. Yeah. Uh, at Pacino Pod, hit us up if you want to collab, though. Arch nemesis? Yeah. Is that arch nemesis. Okay. Wait, what did I say? At Pacino Pod? Also, don't forget uh, our music boy. If you like our theme song, Avery Your Lawn has put out a new EP called Loves a Game. Go check it out on Spotify. Links will be in the description. Is it Loves or Love Is? But it's an apostrophe. So okay. Loves. Um, anyways, I forgot what I was saying. Sounds sauerkraut. Sounds sauerkraut. Oh, wait. Um, go to, no, if you want it's like this. If you want to learn about uh, Marxism, I'll also link those things. All right. Stute and Syracrute. Stute and Syracrute? Do you know the Tasmanian devil? How do you do underscores? <laughs> Why would you do that?